Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. This is number 78, and uh, thanks for checking these out. Really enjoy doing these, really getting, uh, enjoying getting to know some of the guys that uh, you know aren't necessarily getting all of the limelight at the Supercrosses and Motocrosses. So thanks to FXR for making this show happen. FXRRacing.com, designed by racers for racers. Kyle Cunningham in the lit kit voting for... Uh, Dallas, so go ahead and vote for him. He's running FXR. It actually looked really, really good uh, for a privateer. Uh, i got to say, to get in the lit kit, that's something else. So FXRRacing.com, use the code PulpMX30 when you're checking out to save at FXR Racing. The uh, Club MX uh, it, uh, Traders Yamaha team, whatever they're called, is using uh, FXR, and as is Kyle Cunningham, of course. So, yeah, please check them out, FXRRacing.com. And uh, also, to Race Tech Suspension. Ben LeMay running Race Tech Motors and Suspension right now. Tyler Medaglia and uh, Michael Lessie going to run Race Tech up in Canada. Um, yeah, please check them out. If you need motor work, if you need suspension work, they can dial you in. Call their mention PulpMX and get a discount from those guys. Um, whatever it is, bike that you need for your bike, they can uh, change your suspension oil. They can revalve it. They can give you a performance mod in your motor or simply rebuild your four-stroke motor. Whatever it is, Racetech.com has got you covered. Thanks to Maxis, too. Uh, Maxis MSST tire out now. AJ Catanzaro running that in uh, Supercross, Privateer Hero. And Nomura Pistons also are all on board with us now. Uh, that Their top-end repair kits, they offer everything you need to rebuild your top-end at a price that will keep you riding every weekend. Uh, fully CNC, hard-anodized domes, as well as MOS2 rolled-on skirted curt, coated skirts. Nomura Pistons are a cut above the rest. Uh, www.nomura.com uh, for everything that those guys have. So, all right, as I mentioned, let's get into the Privateer Island podcast. This man made his first main event this past weekend in Dallas in the 250 class by getting a fourth in the LCQ. And uh, he's a Privateer hero like all everybody on this. TJ Albright, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing it. Appreciate it. I got an email from oh. a buddy of yours or a fan or somebody that said you should do TJ Albright. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's, it's nice when you listen to the Pulp Show, though. You are a Pulp Show listener, so so it makes it, it all works yeah. together. Yeah, it's a big listener. I drive a lot with, uh, you know, driving a lot to all the races, so you need something to pass the time. I'm not too big in the music, so right. I'm a podcast all. So congrats on the first main event. It was your birthday, too. How sweet is that? That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. I was happy to get it done on my birthday, a little birthday present to myself, get that monkey off my back, and... You know, now just go from there. Um, got fourth in the LCQ. Henry Miller was coming, but you, you, you know, you, uh, you rode well to to get it. Um, got a good start, I guess. I mean, look, that's really basic, TJ. That's easy to say, but it's harder than it looks, and that is such a big part of this race. Yeah, exactly. I got I got the whole shot, and like the first two laps, I was all right, and then it hit me, and I was like, you know, don't blow it, don't blow it. And then <laughs> I tightened up and just. I got passed by one guy, and I was like, all right, you know, don't get passed again because it's going to be, you know, when you're sitting fourth in the LCQ, it's never fun. So then no. I ended up getting back to fourth, and I was like, don't blow it, don't blow it. And I had a mishap in the last lap, and it got close. Yeah, uh, Henry Miller, you know, top 10 guy at times, so he's he's no slouch either. Um, and Cunningham, speaking of FXR, Cunningham rode really well in LCQ. He was like sixth or seventh uh, in the first kind of straightaway, so. Good job for Kyle to, to win it, you know. Um, hey, so you qualified thirty first, um, which wasn't isn't ideal. Did you find something in the in the race that got you a little better as far as times, or did you just was that start everything? 
Uh, honestly, the start is everything. Even um, I'm not really the biggest qualifier. Like I can't really, you know, just lay down one lap. I'm kind of more of a racer. And mm-hmm. even like back in the outdoors, I was qualifying pretty bad, and it would be right around 20 in the moment. But yeah, it's just uh, I wasn't doing the, that three three after the finish, and you know that was like a second and a half or two seconds. So that kind of messed me up in practice, and then but really just getting that start and then being out front and then. That really helped me a lot. Yeah, all of a sudden you can get your pace. You can ride your, ride the way you want to. Maybe ride a bit looser, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, ride looser until you start thinking like I do. <laughs> so uh, how was the main event for you? How'd it go? Like, what what did you think about it? Um, you know, obviously, look, it's your first one, and, you know, it's it's a long race, and it's it's getting ruddy. So you got 19th. Um, what did you think of the main uh, it was pretty good. Actually, I was way outside, and my start was pretty good, but mm-hmm. uh, I just got pushed off the track, and then I was back in last, and then I kind of just, you know, I didn't ride my full potential in the main, just I think my first one, nerves. Um, but it was it was all right, but I definitely want to, you know, do better and be closer to that top 15. How was the fitness for a whole main event? Like, obviously, it's, it's you know, you train and you do well, but it's the first time where you're like, oh, shit, this is this is a long race. Honestly, it went by quicker than I expected. It oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, it's going to be my first one. I'm going to be, you know, looking at the clock the whole time. And the first time I looked at the clock, it said like three minutes and 40 seconds to go. And I was like, oh, man, this went by quick. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, right? Um, so you're from New York. You're you're privateering it. You're doing the whole East Coast? Yes, uh, I'm from New York, privateering it. Me and uh, Wilson Fleming travel to the races together in my van. So splits up the cost a little bit. And then, yeah, just privateers trying to make names and make names for ourselves yeah that's uh i like it though man that, that that's a gnarly way to do it but it's a lot of fun at the same time it's a bit of a sense of adventure right yeah you make a lot of memories on the road uh i traveled all of them all the outdoors uh all my friends this year and you just make a lot of memories and it's uh flying's way better and having your bike under a factory semi but the right. privateer life is uh <laughs> it's all uh, how did um, how did Minneapolis go for you? Uh, Minneapolis, it was a kind of road, you know, maybe a little too excited. And the first lap of the heat race, I just went wide open. It was kind of wasn't looking at my front fender, not really looking ahead of me. And I went wide open and kind of started a little pile up. And then in the LCQ, I got caught up in that uh, lane shot crash before the finish line. Oh, my God. But, it was bad. Yeah. I honestly, Minneapolis, I felt better on the bike than I did in Arlington, but okay. my results were better on Arlington. Did you – hey, just hold the phone up a little bit. It's kind of muffled a little bit at times. Um, did you did you run over Lane Shaw? Were you one of the guys? Uh, I clipped his boots. Definitely clipped his, <laughs> clipped his boots. <laughs> I, I texted him. I'm like, dude, are you alive? He's fine. He's fine. But uh, that was ugly. So Fleming made it, though, in Minneapolis, right, I think? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he made the main in Minneapolis, dude. So it now he had bragging rights all week, and now you're you've got it for Dallas. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Um, why KTM for you? What uh, what made you decide to KT, ride KTM? Um, so I used to ride Yamahas, and then I kind of wanted a practice bike that's a little closer to my race bike, and KTM's their stock. You can make them, you know, faster for cheaper. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of a change when I turned pro, I wanted a little bit of a change, and the bikes are pretty good, so I just kind of went with that. Uh, I didn't get no help from KTM or anything. Kind of right. just figured I'd change it up when I went pro, 
for kind of a fresh start. Sure, sure, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, how'd the main in uh, in Dallas go for you like, as far as, like, you know, getting lapped and dealing with that and just trying to put your – did you did you find yourself in a battle with – I think – weren't you with Welton for a little bit or did Welton get you or something for a couple laps? Yeah, so for, like, the first five laps, it was, like, um, Lorenzo LaCrucio and then the EBR guys and then Welton was in there too. And then uh, you kind of get spun out kind of quicker than I expected to get spread out kind of. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, and then Welton, I think he went down, and then uh, I was with him for like two or three laps. And then getting lapped, it's kind of – I struggled with this in outdoors. Like I kind of uh, am too nice. Yep. So I need to just ride my own lines and just let those guys get around me instead of, you know, pulling out the way and then yeah. I threw up my lap because I was actually catching the guy ahead of me, and then every time I'd catch him, I'd have to slow up, and then he'd pull away, and then I'd catch him, and then, you know, just yeah. kept happening like that. No, that's got to be the a hard thing. And I've I've worked for riders who got lapped, and riders who were lapping people, and yeah, like sometimes some of these guys are real assholes about it, and they don't let the guy the, the guy by. But you know, they they also um, will tag in behind somebody, and they'll get some guys that are nice like you. So I get it. But then on the other hand, it's like, dude, you're really getting lapped. You don't want to affect the race and you don't want to be that guy. Like I totally see both sides of it as a racer. And I honestly think it would screw me up too on what to do on how to properly do it and, and, and still race. Yeah. You never want to be that guy that messes no, up a race when you're no. getting lapped. No, you don't. Right. Um, so, uh, New York, huh? What, uh, what's it yeah. like? What's it like being from New York and growing up there? And, and do you know, filthy Phil? Um, I do not know, Phil. I know, uh, my first year racing, there's a track up there called Clavrack and, uh, Phil was there and actually got a pair of his goggles, but I do not know Phil. Yeah. He's a little older than you, of course, but, uh, so, and obviously Barsha too, and all the, and Sheik and those guys way, are way before you, uh, growing up, but, uh, um, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm a uh, pretty good friends with Barsha. I go and ride at his house in the summertime and, uh, yeah, so I know him and then I know, I know Sheik and, you know, a few other of them. Oh, cool. Okay, so yeah, it's kind of got. Uh, what about Bear Dog? I mean, he's not New York, but Bear Dog is a legend. I'm afraid I don't know who that is. Barry, Barry Karsten, Jersey Zone. Oh yeah, I know Big Boar Barry. They call him right. Right, right, right. Have you ever <laughs> raced Big Boar Barry anywhere at any time? No, I have. I have not raced him. Okay. Um, so growing up in New York, um, would you would you head south? And, and that's kind of where you, I mean, in the winter and stuff, what would you do for that? Well, so I kind of got into racing kind of late because I, uh, I raced bicycles, BMX, pretty heavily when I was younger. And mm-hmm. then uh, I started racing dirt bikes in like 2009, 2010. And then I uh, kind of just stayed up, did it in the summer, and then winters we'd put them away. And then 2013 was actually the first year I went south. Oh wow! Okay, so you got into it late, like you said. You're a BMX guy, um, and your dad used to race. Yeah, my dad used to race, and uh, he has a pro title. So I kind of, you know, you see your dad doing it, and then that's what I wanted to do. And then I was pretty good at it, and then I realized that dirt bikes were more fun. Yeah. Um, did your dad make any money? Like, was he was he was he a pro? Like, was he like like making money? Good. Yeah, he he was pro. He was on a factory team, and uh, but. BMX even still kind of isn't really the best paying unless right. you have like an energy drink sponsor behind you or something like that. And back then it wasn't 
as big as it is now. So, I mean, they made money, but nothing nothing crazy. Um, that's kind of cool. So, what's your dad's name? Uh, Joey Albright. Joey Albright. So, who did he race against? Like, what were some of his competitors? Do you remember? Honestly, I don't really okay. remember, to be honest. I was so young. That's pretty sweet, though. That's kind of neat. Um, and then, so, you were good at BMX as a kid? Yeah, I was I was pretty good. I rode for Factory Fell and Factory Hyper. Um, but yeah, I won a, I want to say I won five titles from when I was five to 10 uh-huh. and then, um, yeah, just kind of got, got, got out of it. Got into moto. Wow. Yeah. My uncle raced and I got into moto from, uh, just him talking about it and he brought me to my first race, first practice and then, you know, it's all history from there. Um, was your dad pissed? <laughs> was he, was he like, ah, oh. um, <laughs> Yeah, so I remember me and him were on actually the same team, and then uh, two years before I stopped, uh, I remember I switched teams, so then we weren't on the same team. Okay. And then that that kind of, like, broke his heart maybe, and then <laughs> when I told him I was done, it, de- it definitely broke his heart. He oh. didn't want me to stop. Oh, dude, that's bummer. Yeah, and, uh, if you listen to the show, you've heard Connor Fields on a little bit, and I mean, I've had conversations with him. He won a gold medal, which is awesome and really helps his profile. But yeah, dude, I mean, he's one of the best in the world, but he's not killing it salary wise. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, he's doing okay. He's got sponsors and all of that, and he's literally one of the best in the world. So, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's kind of like the two fifty class. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, huh? I guess so. Yeah, good point. Um, hey, did you? So you turned pro last summer, or was that your first time racing pro? Yeah, I turned pro. Was my first pro race was High Point. Okay. Um, how'd you do, Loretta's? Uh, I was never really that good there. I got a second overall in two fifty B stock one year, and, but it's kind of yeah. I have more bad stories leaving Loretta's than good. <laughs> What did you think about uh, turning pro at the Nationals, and uh, how did it go for you? Like overall, uh, you look at your results, and obviously you're you're in the motos, uh, not no, uh, didn't get any points. But what did you think of your overall outdoor season? Uh, it was all right. It's good, good first year. I definitely wanted to get into into that top twenty more often than I did. I was riding really good over the summer, mm-hmm. and just kind of wasn't able to get it done on the weekend. So I struggled with that a lot. But yeah, just. It could have been better, but it also could have been worse. So yeah. I'm glad I got the one year under under my belt, and then coming into 2019 with a little more experience and looking to do better. It's it's tough, man. So you switched to 450 class on a 350. Is that right? Is the vault right on that? Yeah, yeah. Actually, how I, was that? Uh, switched. Well, I did the I did the first round on a 250, and uh-huh. it's just I'm a bigger kid. I'm 180 pounds, so racing against those guys isn't you know not too you know competitive mm-hmm. so i bumped up to the 450 class on my 350 and just because i rode i rode a 350 during the week practicing so that but I, so i was really comfortable on it and yeah so i just bumped up there raced the 350 and actually did better in the 450 class on the 350 than i did in the 250 class yeah man we, we just don't see anybody riding those 350s anymore so what was that like where did you think did where did you think you had any did you have any advantage anywhere on the track did you feel um, honestly, the 350, it's still, it's pretty fast and it's a really good bike. It's light too. So mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, it's just, I felt it would benefit me longer into the motos and I rode it every day during the week. So it wasn't like I was riding a 350 hopping on a 450. So it was, it just felt, I was real comfortable on it. So I kind of had an advantage just 
it felt like a lot like home the bike thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what? But did you notice yourself getting out motored at times? Uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. So certain tracks, certain tracks, it was like that. Um, but it was weird. So Southwick, I the second one at Southwick, I actually I got like an eighth place start on the three fifty in the sand. So I was pretty comfortable in it. Yeah, go figure, huh? That's weird. Um, what was that like running up there? Were you stoked or were you were you freaking out? Oh, I was. Uh, it kind of. So the first five laps, I want to say I was like battling with Cooper Webb, and then you kind of realize what you're doing, and then it's, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of stop thinking when I'm up front. Yeah, uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Number Seventy Eight with TJ Albright. Um, so you're gonna do you're gonna do the summer again? The Nationals is the plan. Yes, that's the plan. Two fifties or four fifties or three fifties? What are we looking at? Uh, I think I'm gonna race the 450 in the 450 class. Yeah, that's the plan right now. Probably better, easier on a, a, the the wallet too, right? As a privateer, you don't have to change as many parts and all that. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to spend 150 dollars on gas every weekend. You can just go to the local pump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, right? Um, so, what do you got to work on? Well, first of all, let me ask you this: So, you're driving around in a van with Wilson Fleming. Where are you practicing? What's the plans for that? Uh, so I train down at the goat farm. Okay. So like uh, I live in Tallahassee, and then I ride up at the goat farm every day. So we kind of, and then Wilson with him training at GPF, we kind of mm-hmm. live close, so it works out pretty good with us traveling together. So we just kind of come back here after every race. Oh, do you have really? A home base okay. And then, yeah. That's that's good, I guess. It's a lot of driving, but yeah, I mean, uh, having a home base like that is pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of driving, but I think it's more of a benefit to us because we're not, you know, sleeping mm-hmm. hotel to hotel or sleeping in the van. We can come right. back. You know, Sundays are normally our travel days, and then ride Monday, Tuesday, and then we actually left this morning to head up to Detroit. So, oh god, man, it's gonna be so cold. What did you do for Minneapolis? Not as bad as Minneapolis. Though. <laughs> yeah, Minneapolis is gonna. It was really bad. At least you could park in the tunnel, right? Or you could pit in the tunnel. So. Um, yeah, I don't know how it would have went if we would have had a pin outside there. Uh, speaking of Fleming, by the way, Woodrow is a buddy of mine, Josh Woods, and uh, he's mm-hmm. always giving me uh, Fleming updates for Pulp and Mex Fantasy. So he's very, very, very big on that. So, um, Yeah. Hey, uh, and Pulp and Mex Fantasy, you play? Yes, I do play. <laughs> and did you pick yourself? I picked myself at mini, and I wasn't able to pick myself last week. Oh, so dude. <laughs> that's, a, that's hilarious. How are you doing in it? Are, are you any good at it? Uh, so the first, you know, three weeks, four weeks, I was actually doing pretty good. And then when you start racing, you know, I do all my picks on after I listen to the fantasy show. I, I just do my picks then so I don't have to worry about it on race day. And this past week, I had Mitchell Falk, and he didn't even race. So oh, yeah. That's how my season's going. <laughs> Dude, you got to take like five minutes and take a look at the times. I mean, you're looking at your own times, right? So just t- take five minutes and do it. It'll help you a lot. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess he crashed. I guess he crashed during practice. Yeah, I guess he crashed in practice during the week. I didn't know that either until we got to the race. But um, that's hilarious that you play. And uh, did you pick Fleming week one? Uh, no, I didn't pick him week one, but I picked him week two. Oh, dude, <laughs> you are, uh, you're just, you're getting snake bit here on Pulp Mex Fantasy. Yeah. And I had, uh, Jace Pennington in fantasy too. And then oh. we kind of got into it in the LCQ and he went down and 
after I crossed the finish line, I said, well, I didn't have myself, and then he was a 16, and he missed it, so, yeah, I'm not even going to look at my score. <laughs> Pennington's got a lot of people the first two weeks, dude. Trust me. I feel sorry for him. He's probably hearing it from, from, from jerk-off fans that are yelling at him. Um, so you're at the goat farm. That's cool. Um, how's Marty? How's, how, do you know Marty? You hang out with Marty much? Yeah, Marty's actually – uh, he's a good guy. I know you guys give him a lot of crap, but no, he is he, a good uh, guy. No, no, he is a nice guy, a hundred percent. You know, all, all of that. I I agree. Yeah, he he helps me out a lot. Like uh, we were down there before the heat race, and he was giving me advice. And even uh, after my OCQ, he came over and did a good job on making it to the main, and then just gave me some advice. Really? So, oh, that's uh, awesome. I like Marty a lot. Yeah, Marty is a good guy. I like him a lot. Um. No, he is a nice guy. I, I've never said that. I just look at look at Marty did when he rode four for the outdoors like two years ago. No, yeah, I know. Killed it, you have, dude. You have valid points. He killed it, and and it's just not happening for him in two fifties. But I know, you know, he's making money and he's doing that. But I would just like Marty to to branch out a little bit, and maybe he would be better on um on a four fifty. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's my only thing. So. Yeah, he did do good in the outdoors on the 450. Yeah, he did. But that's cool. Like, look, he's he's Marty's won races. He's raced pro for a long time, and he's helping you and going to congratulate you. Like, that's that's a nice guy. That's cool of him to do that. Yeah, for sure. I was, I was pumped on it. Uh, how's Jeannie? She's good. She's intense. Dude, Very intense. Dude, she is gnarly. Yeah. Gnarly's a little an understatement, I think. I think we're giving a little too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I was there one time. Ricky didn't do his turns. I was there like in the late 90s, and Ricky didn't do his turns. And, dude, she lost it on him. He was winning everything, but he didn't do his turns after the day after the day of motos. And she freaked out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> You're just like, yes, I understand, <laughs> I understand that. Um, yeah. I've, I've been there. Right, right. Who does? Uh, who sponsors you? Who helps you? Is your shop back in New York, or or, or who does your motors and suspension and all of that? Uh, so TCD Racing does my suspension. They're based out of Michigan. Okay. And uh, he actually Tim helps me out a lot. It's more than just suspension. Whatever you know, whatever he can do to help, he does. And then uh, Twisted Development did my race engine on my okay. 250. Yep. And then. All these, like I have, uh, I've been with Fly Racing since I was five, racing BMX. So I've been a part of that for a really long time. Yeah. And, uh, how's the transition from how's that. how's the transition from from Max to Dalton? How's that going? Please give me some am- ammunition uh, that where I can bug Max. Well, so I didn't really deal with Max when I too much. Uh, maybe he did my contract stuff this year, but last year kind of Dalton was kind of just starting to take over. Yeah, that's when I true. I kind of got into yeah, it. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So. Damn it! I was really hoping that you'd say like Dalton's killing it compared to Max and Max. Uh, <laughs> that'll be fantastic if, if that actually happened. But um, um, no. So you've been with Fly from the yeah BMX like Terry Baisley right at Fly. His kid is really into yeah, it and so, really good. So that's how it worked out, I guess. Yeah. So that's actually how I got my first. Well, so my uh, my BMX stuff was all through the team, and then my first. Uh, time like once i started racing moto i couldn't get stuff from my bmx contracts no more so matt basically terry's son is actually the one that got me my first you know deal with them and then it's all just built from there. oh that's cool yeah uh ah, good to hear um what else okay so barsha you're riding with barsha um you know he's he's a good guy he didn't talk to me forever man he really hated me for a long time but we're, we're good now um 
But, you know, uh, Welton, I think it was Welton back in the day, uh, he's helped out different people at times. Uh, he, he's, you know, he, there's this side of Justin, I think, that people don't see and know. Um, how, how helpful has he been to you? Yeah, so last year, or last last two years, I trained with uh, Dylan Turner, and then we actually went over to Justin's house okay. all last summer and with him. And Justin, uh, he's helped me out a lot, too. Like, even at the races this weekend, he was telling me stuff, and at all the outdoors, he was helping me out, like, uh, with just advice and stuff. But, yeah, he is a really good guy. Yeah. So he lets you, he lets you ride there at his place or whatever? Yeah, so it kind of so Dylan used to be based at a GPS, and one muddy day, we just he just texted Justin and said, "Hey, you guys riding?" And then it kind of one day led into two, three, and then a month, two, three months later, we're just <laughs> there every day. <laughs> and uh, what what do you obviously uh, you know you're you're pretty good. You're making a main event. You're 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 making the motos no problem. But when you watch somebody like Barsha. What what sort of do you pick up on, or, or or say Marty or whatever? What are something that these guys, the elite guys, the the five percent uh, of motocross racers in the world, what are they doing that that's impressing you? Honestly, it's just everything they do impresses you. Like you watch them and then just pick up on some stuff. Whether they're you know starting their turn, you know three feet to the right or three feet to the outside, and then just sweeping it, and then like line selection, the big thing. And if you watch like their form and stuff, just pick up on that kind of stuff mm-hmm. because you're gonna your speed's gonna. You can't just watch someone and be like, oh well, he's holding on to here. Let me go hold it onto there. But if you start with the right form and technique that they're doing, and then you know eventually over time you can move the way up to that speed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So how do you work with Genie? Obviously at the Go Farm. How do you work on form versus speed? Because for example. Like I, I went riding the other day, and it was windy and shitty. The track was muddy, so I wasn't really going. And I'm, I'm putting this, you know, I'm, I'm not comparing myself to you, but I wasn't going as hard as I could because I didn't like the conditions. So I focused on some lines, and I focused on kind of making sure I was riding well and standing up and all that. But if I wanted to go out and lay down laps at, at you know, again at 25 percent of your speed or 10 percent of your speed, uh, I can't focus on form so much because I'm hanging it out. So what? TJ is the magic portion potion, I should say, for form and speed at once. Well, so we we kind of we have two types of different motos that we do. We have okay. kind of motos that we do on crappier lines that we work or we work we work and focus on form, and then we carry that into our actual motos that you know we work on speed with the form. So it's kind of a two step process that we do. Because it's like if you, oftentimes if you want to uh, go fast, you have to hammer through the rough lines, and you're not going to have the greatest form because you're just hammering through this stuff, right? So, I don't know, man. I always, you know, at a national, for example, like, you know, how do you maintain your speed trying to pick a line when you have 14 ruts going across a turn? <laughs> yeah, there's there gets points where I think everybody just forgets about their form and just just pins it and tries to get through, but right. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's, that's really it, right? I mean, you just at some point the speed is all that really matters. So, um, so all from here on out, I mean, I guess you know you made the main in uh, in Dallas. You didn't make it in Minneapolis, but that's the goal, right? Main events and start creeping towards the top ten. Yeah, exactly. Made the got my first main last weekend, and then this weekend's a triple crown, so it's going to be a little tougher for us privateers. Yep. But my goal is to just be in the main every weekend and then work my way to that t- towards that top 15. 
Um, I'm going to be watching now more intently, Fleming and you. This could get good. <laughs> you guys yeah. might you guys might get into it at some point, right? Like it could <laughs> it could end up being a good race between you two. Yeah, between that and fantasy. I know, right? Um it'll be interesting to uh to watch for sure. Uh TJ Albright on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast. Uh Pulpamex thirty is the code to save at FXRRacing.com and also to pulp nineteen at racetech.com, uh Racetech and and uh, FXR both supporting a ton of privateers on the island, and uh, we're going to keep helping them people out. Uh, also, to Namura Pistons and Maxis Tires, also on board with this show. So, um, outdoors, 450s. You're going to head west, too? You're going to start the series out west? Um, that's, that's, that's a lot, like, financially, so I don't know if I'm going to end up doing that. Yep. Uh, I might just start, start at high point again and then do all the rest of them. Um, financially, gas, entries, uh, everything, food, and all of that. Who's helping you out with that, or is it really just yourself and trying to trying to make it week to week? Yeah, it's really it's really all my dad. He basically funds it all from gas, hotels, and uh, race entries, me to train, everything. He wow. pays for he pays for everything. That's cool. Um, that's that's really nice. Yeah, you need that really. I mean, and I guess the goat farm can't be cheap either to uh, to, to to go there, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, how much is how much do you talk to Ricky, and how much does he come out and ride? Uh, he comes out probably two to three days a week, but he rides probably once every two weeks, and he still gets it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 throws down. Does he ride Soupy? Yeah, stock suspension, stock or uh, RMZ 450. Come on, he's on stock stuff. Where? Stock. Dude, he's a little heavy and he's super fast. That's that's a little scary on stock suspension. <laughs> but no, that's cool. Um, what has he taught you, or what has he told you, or what have, what have you learned from him? Uh, I learned a lot, like kind of just being patient. And he he's very good. I mean, he'll admit it. Sometimes he wasn't even the fastest guy, but he just had the he had really good race craft. So mm-hmm. he kind of yeah. tries to teach us that. And that's really it. He tries to just teach us race craft, and he's the one that comes out and works like form and stuff with them. Yeah, he. Uh, if you, if, yeah, definitely, I agree with that. He wasn't always the fastest, the most technical guy, but he got her done, man, more times than not. And his determination and and sort of, you know, and his form was terrible at times, but he would just keep the right wrist pinned, TJ, and and that <laughs> and it seemed to work for him uh, a lot of times. So. Um, Man, it's uh, it's cool to see you guys on the road and traveling, um, driving up, driving back and forth. Who uh, who drives more, you or Wilson? Uh, so we kind of split it off each. We do do like half a tank, and then we'll split just so it's not too much at a time. And then uh, my buddy Dalen, he drives to the races with us too. He's kind of like the mechanic. He's so the crew chief we slash put mechanic. A lot of driving. <laughs> yeah, he, we put a lot of driving on him. Yeah, make him drive, dude. What what kind of what kind of van you got? Yeah. What kind of vehicle is it? Is it a box uh, van or is it just van van? No, it's just the the classic Chevy Express. Oh yeah, nice, nice. So you just jam everything in there and go. Um, yeah, packed. You got? How do you eat healthy on the road? How does that work? Uh, it's hard. You gotta just kind of try to stick with Starbucks and Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. Like, obviously, I was a mechanic forever, but I drove the circuit for many years. And I didn't really care about staying healthy, but it would be really tough if you're an athlete to try to, you know, stay clean while you're driving everywhere. Uh, it's not great. Yeah, it, it is. It is very hard, especially when, you know, it's 11 at night and you've got two more hours to go and you're in the gas station and the Red Bull looks good, but yeah. you're going to regret it. So uh, when you're driving, are you listening to podcasts then mostly? Yes, podcast or I drive in silent. <laughs> you drive in silent. Damn, dude. And so what, is Fleming blasting death metal or, or is the other guy blasting death metal? How, how does that go? Like, I'm interested in the dynamics of driving. No, no death metal, but uh, Dalen, he's pretty big in the music. So he puts the music on, and then Wilson listens to listens to pulp too. So okay, it we get we get a lot of pulp in. No, I like to hear that. That's good. Although maybe maybe sometimes you guys will listen and be like, "This guy's a moron." So that that's not always good, like as far as that goes. But um, no, thank you. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you listening for sure. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you for, for doing the podcast. I appreciate it. I'm glad to get to know you better. I'm going to watch you closer. And Pulp MX Fantasy, the fact that you're playing Pulp MX Fantasy is even better um, uh, as far as that goes. So uh, should we pick you this weekend in, in Detroit? How are we feeling? How you, how, how's everything going? Like, should we pick you? Yes, pick me. We'll, and we shouldn't be worried about your qualifying time? Like, it doesn't, it won't no, matter? Um, well, it, it's a triple crown, so you guys Oh, that's right, triple crown. at seven. Yeah, yeah. So but, actually, yeah. we'll have to. We'll already know the main events when we come. Never mind. We'll we'll have to just pick. If you're if you're in the main event, you will be picked by everybody because your handicap will be yes. will be lower. You know, so you won't be a sixteen. I don't think, but you probably be probably fourteen, twelve. You know, so. Um, well, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks to FXR Racing. Thanks to Race Tech for coming on board with us. Namura Pistons and, and Maxis is too, of course. Uh, Privateer Island Life number 78, TJ Albright. Uh, good luck the rest of the year, man. Again, thank you for the time. And, uh, man, uh, tell Fleming we'll call him up here real shortly and get him in on one of these too. All right, sweet. Thank you for having me, Steve. Thanks.